I think of uh, hymns all the time. They provide the musical score for my life, Charles. They provide the, uh, the rhythm for all my days. And often my soul is very weary. But I will sing to myself to comfort myself, to strengthen myself in the Lord. Welcome to the Great Stories Podcast. I'm Charles Morris. And you just heard the voice of Johnny Erickson Tata. She's a quadriplegic was left in a wheelchair after a diving accident 55 years ago. And yet she has defied all odds, giving all glory to Christ, of course. You'll be hearing more from her in a moment. I count her as a friend, a good friend. And so I was happy to have a chat with her on Zoom last week. We talked about what it means to suffer, something Johnny knows a lot about, and how the Lord comforts us, guides us, and gives us hope. You know, one of the greatest ways Johnny experiences this is through music and hymns, which she writes more about in her new book, Songs of Suffering. If you want a copy, then be sure to visit haventoday.org to find out more. But now let's get started. Whatever may be going on in your life, I know this conversation will help you experience the peace of Christ. Jesus, I am resting, resting in the joy of what Thou art. I am finding out the greatness of Thy loving heart. Thou hast bid me gaze upon Thee and Thy beauty my soul for by thy transforming power thou hast made me whole simply trusting thee Lord Jesus I behold thee as thou Johnny Erickson Tata, backed up by the Haven Quartet in the old Maranatha Music Studios. Jesus, I am resting, resting. A double word that's doubly important. I'm Charles Morris here on Haven Today, and with me a special friend that we just heard sing. Johnny Erickson Tata, it's been too long since we were together. It really has, but it's so good to be back with you, Charles and all our listeners, and uh, thanks for opening up our time together with that favorite hymn of mine, Jesus, I am resting, resting. I love it. And and I don't even know who wrote it, but the fact that they would include a double resting, uh, which is, of course, something that Scripture does sometimes, it's a good reminder where we need to be living our lives, resting, resting. It is. All week, we're going to be talking about weary souls 
and meditations on hymns that have spoken to you and need to speak to us today. So how are you doing? How are you resting, resting right now? And I don't mean, are you getting enough sleep at night? I mean, true resting. Uh, How are you resting in the Lord these days? Thank you for asking that. And I will be quite honest with you, Charles. I am not resting very well these days because of my chronic pain. At night, I am often awake through the watches. And Charles, it used to create such anxiety in my heart, like, oh, I've got to get to sleep. I've got to get to sleep. But I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago, I just prayed, Lord Jesus, I am going to rest in you, even though my eyes aren't closing and I'm not going to sleep here. So I. I began quoting out, well, not out loud, but in a whisper so as to not wake my husband, Ken. <laughs> I, I, I quote the stanzas of great hymns of the faith, like mm-hmm. this one that we just heard. It's a beautiful prayer. And I will tell Jesus in the middle of the night at 2 a.m., Jesus, I am resting, resting in the joy of who you are. I am finding out the greatness of your loving heart. Um, I, this is what I do, Charles. Uh, I find my rest in scripture, obviously, but also in these incredible hymns because each one, when you sing them, it's a way of imprinting good, solid Christian doctrine into your heart. And when Mm -hmm. you marry a melody to words that reflect Mm -hmm. Bible truth, Mm -hmm. I tell you what, you're better able to retain that truth, even if you don't sleep well. It's like your friend and my friend Tim Keller says, you know, you, 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 you take a hymn and it's a way to drill theology. Of course, he, he thinks along theological lines, and that's so important. But we have weary souls today. I mean, you know, we've gone through COVID. We've gone through so much since you and I were last together. And if there's anything that can speak to our hearts as well as our minds, it's the music of the church. It's these great hymns that have been given to us by saints before us. And I guess, I don't know how many times I've been around you and we end up singing a song, a hymn. And uh, uh, that's, uh, that's just something that you have been doing for many years. Now. I do. I do. I, I think of uh, hymns all the time. They provide the musical score for my life, Charles. They provide the, uh, the rhythm for all my days. Um, as I met, just mentioned, I deal with chronic pain, and often my soul is very weary. But I will sing to myself to comfort myself, to strengthen myself in the Lord. Um, Be still, my soul, thy God doth undertake to guide the future as he has the past. Thy hope, thy confidence, let nothing shake. All now mysterious shall be plain at last. Be still, my soul, thy best, thy heavenly friend, through thorny ways leads to a joyful end. I need to remind my weary soul of that powerful truth. And uh, like Jeremiah chapter 32, what is it? uh, Somewhere around verse 40, God says, I will not turn away from doing good to my people. I want them to rejoice in me doing good for them. With all my heart and my soul, it says, I will do them good. And that's enough to encourage any weary soul, right? It, it really is. And I, I'll tell you what I think we ought to do right now. Uh, hadn't planned this, 
but we actually have you singing Be Still My Soul with, uh, I believe it's a piano accompaniment underneath. All right, <laughs> let, let's, let's just stop the interview for a minute. This is Johnny Erickson Tata singing a oh. hymn that means so much to her, and then we'll come back and talk to Johnny again. But let's, let's just appreciate music and the words of this hymn right now. Be still, my soul, for God is on your side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. Leave to Be Still My Soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started humming it as Johnny was singing it, but then she sang it for us uh, a little bit here on this Haven today. Well, uh, Charles, sp- let me say my voice is not what it used to be. I'm sure our listeners can tell from that little snippet of a song. Well, you, you don't have to, you don't need to say that. And, and, and not only that, however many years ago it was that we recorded that song we opened with in our studio with the fancy Neumann microphones and all of that. Uh, uh, that was your voice, yes, a few years ago. But, um, you know, it, 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 it brings up something that I think we should talk about. I think everybody in the world knows who Johnny Erickson Tata is. Uh, and yet... Occasionally, I get someone reminding me, it's kind of like the president of Wheaton College told me, he said, 10 years after I came to pastor a church, famous church in Philadelphia, before he got to Wheaton, we did a survey. And more than half the people in the church were not there and didn't remember and know the prior minister of that church, the late James Montgomery Boyce, who was very famous. So... Let's go back over a little history here. You were a teenager. You were in a diving accident. You've been in a wheelchair for a lot of decades now, then. Well, that was 55 years ago that I took that inward pike dive, of a foolish dive off of a raft into shallow water. I did not pull out of the dive quickly enough. And as a result, my head crunched against the sandy bottom of that shallow water. It snapped my neck back and crushed my spinal cord, which has left me a quadriplegic. And I must say, it's also uh, impacted my lungs. I can't breathe Mm -hmm. as deeply as Mm -hmm. I used to, Mm -hmm. but that's okay. I get Mm -hmm. such comfort from the Lord Jesus. You know, and I I think when I talk about comfort from the Lord Jesus, I think comfort from him means that he makes us stronger to endure, that he puts courage in our hearts, that he enables us to pass through sorrow victoriously. That's the way Jesus comforts me. He just doesn't sit down beside his, his weary ones and, 
enter into the, their experiences, you know, to sympathize with them. He does that, but he also makes them stronger to endure. And that's the comfort I've experienced these many years in my wheelchair. God has made me stronger to endure. He's helped me pass through my troubled times victoriously. But it's all because of the strength of his word mm. and uh, Bible promises and, of course, these ageless hymns that we're talking about today. Absolutely. And, of course, there there was back then, Billy Graham was still alive. He heard your story. There was a movie made. There was a book made on it, uh, on, on your life uh, and what had happened. You've gone through cancer. And I'll never forget, Johnny, maybe the second time we ever met and talked, we did an interview, and you said, I have now outlived the lifespan of a quadriplegic. That's and right. <laughs> that's got to be at least 15 years ago that you told me that. Well, I'm, I'm not the oldest living quadriplegic, but I am one of the oldest living. Yes. And, 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 and yet the Lord has called you to a life of ministry. He led you to Ken. You have this most amazing husband. And as I've told you before, the only regret I have when I think of both of you is Ken's always wanted to take me fishing, and I've never been able to go fishing with him. But he loves to fish. The Lord brought you together, and and you've served together in ministry. I, I've spent this whole summer thinking, dwelling, pondering the book of Philippians. And one of the things that comes through so strongly in the book of Philippians is suffering. And yet the most interesting thing when you read Philippians is the sufferings that are part of living the Christian life lead us to joy. Yes. Lead us to rejoicing. And then, of course, here's this little book of Philippians, four little chapters, one of his shorter letters the Apostle Paul wrote. And that word joy or rejoice, one version or another, shows up more times there than any other book larger books, any other place in all the Bible, but also Christ in Christ shows up more in Philippians. I think of you, Johnny, and I do think of suffering. I hear my post-polio body that I walk with a limp still today. When I start getting my aches and pains, I think of you. Well, that's awfully kind of you, Charles, but um, I, I, I think when I look at the book of Philippians and I see that um, you know, Paul is writing this at the end of his life, um, imprisoned, and it reminds me that God shares his joy on his terms. And mm, mm. Charles, those terms call for us to, in some measure, suffer as his precious son suffered. Our salvation, uh, the, the grace of God, is not cheap. It, it, it comes to us at such a price, such a yes. huge price. Yes. And I think God wants us to, in some way, feel the weight of that price when uh, he allows suffering to touch our lives. You know, people think I'm a strong person, but Charles, I'm not. Um, I just am strong in that I recognize how weak I am. And the weaker we are, the harder we lean on Jesus, and the harder we lean on him, the stronger he always seems to be. And, and, and I guess God just seems bigger to those who need mm -hmm. him most, which mm -hmm. is why Joy and suffering 
are coupled together. They fit together. Yes. Can't have one without the other. No, you can't. And 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 you know there's that that leads to something else that the apostle wrote about more than once. He wrote about weakness leading to strength. Not our strength, not our physical, not our whatever strength. Strength in Christ. And, and, and that comes through repeatedly in the Apostle Paul. And I know that brings you great comfort. It brings me great comfort, too. When I am weak, then he is strong. And yes. so I boast in my afflictions. I boast in this disability, this quadriplegia, this paralysis, this chronic pain. I boast in it like the Apostle Paul because then I know Christ's power will rest on me. It is only the proudful. It is only those who think, I'm okay, God. I'll check in with you once in a while mm. if I'm in trouble, but mm. I- I'm going to go out the front door and pretty much live my day. Uh, but if I do need you, I- I'll come to you. Right. Just know that I've got this thing called the Christian life. I- I've got it figured out. I-, I can take it from here. We have to have pity. You must take pity on someone like that. Many Christians, we live like that. We we just go throughout the day just cruising on what we think was yesterday's grace. But God says that he resists the proud. Mm. He resists Christians who live like that. When I say resist, I don't mean that he's not for us. God is always for us. Sure. But he will not be as free with his sustaining grace um, if, if we go ahead and live our lives on automatic cruise control, which, mm. is, which is why, Charles, suffering comes our way, to break us, to knock out the emotional props, and to get us relying harder on the Lord Jesus. Don't you agree? Yeah, yeah, it's the only way. Well, maybe two weeks ago now, in my mailbox was a little package. Not a little package, it's an oversized book. It's not quite a coffee table book, but it's an oversized book. I opened it up, and there was a copy of your new book. We have it for listeners. We'll tell people about it, how they can get it in a few minutes. But uh, the title you chose was Songs of Suffering, 25 Hymns and Devotions for Weary Souls. And yes, as I've been reading this new book, I'm reading Joy and Hope. I'm not reading I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Oh, I'm so very weary. I don't know how I'm going to make it through the next day. That is not what's coming through in this new book. Tell us about how you decided to write this. Well, um, again, I love hymns so much. And uh, there are certain hymns that console us. Oh, love that will not let me go. I rest my weary soul in thee. Okay, and then there are others that provide strength. Their words are directed to God, not to us. Hymns like, um, immortal, invisible, God only wise. And then there are other hymns that focus on our hope, that glorious time when all sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Uh, one of my favorite hymns about that kind of hope is um, face to face with Christ my Savior, face to face, what will it be? And, and to me, Charles, uh, going from comfort to strength to hope, that's the rhythm of my walk with Christ. It's a, it's a natural flow from despair and depression to faith and victory. So in this book, I selected a variety of hymns, uh, some whose words are directed to us personally, um, others specifically to God. But it's my hope that 
people will read this book and they'll join me in memorizing these incredible hymns mm. because the stanzas provide such wealthy language for good, solid praise and intercession, confession, petition, a travailing, supplicating. So um, thank you for mentioning the book Songs of Suffering. And I'm very excited about its ministry, especially to those who feel weary. Well, we got it in our office. It arrived last week uh, from your publisher. And uh, it was interesting that when we got it in, a few of the younger people in our office saw it. Uh, can I buy a copy before we get it on the air? <laughs> I mean, it was really <laughs> great. <laughs> and and we were so happy uh, that we could share that with members of our team. And we've got it for people. And like I said, we'll tell people how to get it in a little while, in just a minute. Johnny, one of the things you do in your new book is you offer a hymn. You even include the notes to the hymn. And all the stanzas to the hymn, but then you write about that hymn as well. Do you mind just sharing one of those hymns with us? And and what's the devotion? What are okay. you pulling out of that hymn? Well, the hymn I'm going to choose is Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise. And let me share this brief story. Because I remember in 1958, I was a restless, adventurous nine-year-old sailing with my mother and grandmother on a steamliner to Bermuda. And the first morning we woke up to threatening gray skies off the coast of the Carolinas. A bitter wind came up and spitting rain kept most of the passengers indoors. Some strolled the ship's galleries rather than brave a brisk walk on the promenade deck. And my mother gathered me and my grandmother into an auditorium to watch a slide presentation about ocean currents and trade winds. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself as I'm in this dark, stuffy room with the click clicking of the projector, why don't we learn about ocean currents outside? Why are we inside this stuffy room? Why aren't we out on the deck holding onto the railing with our faces to the wind and spray? Why experience the ocean secondhand? Well, after the slideshow and in the late afternoon, my mother conceded to my pleadings to take me outside. We bundled up, we stepped through the doors, a windy blast flattened our hair, and we made a dash for the railing. And for the next few minutes, we held fast to the rail, awestruck mm. by the thunderous beauty of the ocean. This was danger, this was adventure, and the highlight of the whole trip, it was better than Bermuda. <laughs> and oh friends, our worship of God should be like that. When it comes to worship, the Spirit longs to ignite a passionate response in us, just like the child who stands facing the storm, eyes stinging, voice straining, saying, this is awesome. <laughs> so mm. to jar us out of our spiritual sleep, God will wake us up with ice cold splashes of suffering in the face. And then I go on to talk a little bit about how we can worship the Lord with awesomeness and passion in the middle of our suffering. Isn't that a great story from back in 1958? It's great. And when I want to worship God's awesomeness, I sing, um, Immortal, invisible, God only wise, in light inaccessible, hid from our eyes, most gracious, most glorious, the ancient of days, almighty, victorious, thy great name we praise. And that's a hymn that'll ignite your passion. You don't need a pipe organ underneath to sing that hymn either, do you, Johnny? <laughs> Johnny, there's another hymn in this new book that you've just released. 
and it's something I grew up with going to church, I must tell Jesus. But I think since you selected it, it must have a special meaning to you. Well, it does, Charles, because when we're in trouble, when our souls are distressed, our first response is not always to go to the Lord Jesus. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll tell our friends about it. We'll, we'll commiserate over coffee uh, regarding it. We'll, we'll share our troubles um, with, uh, around the kitchen table or at the church social or with our best friend. But I tell you, there are some troubles that are so deep. Hmm. There are some struggles that are so profound that nobody is going to empathize. Nobody is going to understand like Jesus. So this is why I love this hymn. I must tell Jesus all of my trials. I cannot bear these burdens alone. In my distress, he kindly will help me. I love that. Jesus can help me, Jesus alone. And the whole hymn celebrates telling Jesus our deepest sorrows. Um, he is the one who, when we share our heartache, he comforts us in a way that makes us stronger to endure and gives us courage in our hearts and, um, and helps us to persevere as nothing else. That's the challenge, isn't it, when we are struggling to be yes, able to is. endure, to persevere. You need patience for one trial. But if that trial keeps repeating itself, patience repeated becomes endurance and perseverance. So I tell Jesus all my troubles. I don't go to my girlfriends first. I, I tell him my troubles because I know that he's got comfort that'll really help me be stronger to endure. Thank you, Johnny. I must tell Jesus all of my trials. I cannot bear these burdens alone. In my distress, he kindly will help me. He ever loves and cares for his own. I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus, I cannot bear these burdens alone. I must tell Jesus, I must tell Jesus, Jesus can help me, Jesus alone. Johnny, earlier you shared that your new book called Songs of Suffering is divided into three sections, songs of comfort, songs of strength, and songs of hope. And the first song you have listed under hope is, Oh, the Deep, Deep Love of Jesus. Why is this hymn there, and what does it mean to you? Charles, one of my favorite hymns is, Oh, the Deep, Deep Love of Jesus. Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus, vast, unmeasured, boundless, free. Okay, like, do we really believe that? That it is vast, mm -hmm. unmeasured, boundless, mm -hmm. free? Well, I tell you what, most of us uh, live in the shallows. Uh, we're, we're only ankle deep when it comes mm -hmm. to knowing the love of Jesus. But Charles, it is suffering. It is deep disappointment. It is heartache. It is pain that will cast you out from the shallows of your walk with Christ and throw you into the deep end where you can't even touch bottom, vast, unmeasured, boundless, free. And so again, um, when I'm over my head and I feel like I'm drowning in mm. pain or mm. disappointment, this is the hymn that I default to because it speaks of that vast, unmeasured, boundless, free love of Jesus Christ 
that I can find in the depths of my suffering. So um, I hope it's a hymn that many of our friends will memorize because, again, it's a great way to praise the Lord Jesus. Um, oh, the deep, deep love of you, Lord Jesus, vast, unmeasured, boundless, free. You are rolling like a mighty ocean, your love is, in its fullness over me. Underneath me, all around me, is the current of your love, leading onward, leading homeward, Lord Jesus, until I rest with you in your home above. That's mm. a great way to praise the Lord. And again, mm. it's just using the stanzas of a great hymn. Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus, vast Johnny, here with me as we record together, I know you love hymns, but I also know it's not just the joy of singing that makes you love hymns. These songs you've selected to talk about and sing about and think about in your new book are really based on the promises of God. Why is this so important for you and your walk with the Lord? Well, Charles, um, thanks, because one of my really favorite hymns, of course, they're all my favorites. Is standing on the promises. It mm. is the way I live. And let me tell you why. Um, 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man, but God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, get this, here's the best part, he will also provide the way of escape so that you be able to endure it. The way of escape. Okay, so when we're tempted, to doubt God, to be embittered because of our pain and suffering, if we are tempted to cave in or throw in the towel, God promises in this Bible verse that he will give us a, quote, way out. What is that way out? I believe it is the promises of God. Every promise that we bring before the throne of God, when we do that, God exchanges that promise for blessings of grace, endurance, mm -hmm peace, and even joy. So as many troubles as I have in this wheelchair, I have become disciplined in bringing them all before the Lord Jesus along with a Bible promise. Like, mm. um, okay, today, today I'm sitting here in pain, Charles, and I'm holding on to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8. What a promise this is because it says, though we are hard pressed on all sides, we are not crushed. Okay, so I'm tempted to cave in, but my way of escape is a Bible promise. I choose 2 Corinthians 4, 8, and I bring it to the throne, and I say, Jesus, you promise that although I am hard-pressed on all sides, this will not crush me. I believe it, Jesus, so give me the grace that I can endure this, knowing that you will support me and uphold me, you will carry me, you will sustain me, 
and you will get me through this trial. So I'm believing on your promise, God, and I know they're always good for your word, on your word. So um, that, that's how you live on standing on the promises. Uh, and, and Johnny, as, as, as you're reflecting on this, I'm, I'm looking at the, at, at the words to the hymn, and there in the final stanza of this hymn, standing on the promises of Christ the Lord, bound to him eternally by love's strong cord. Sometimes we, we, we just want to think this is the starting point, but that next line, overcoming daily, with the Spirit's sword. We all need to learn to live that way daily. The Spirit's sword is the Word of God, overcoming daily with the Word of God. And I would suggest to our listening friends, um, don't just look at Bible promises as that which you embroider on your living room wall or your entryway. They're, yes. not, they're not meant just to be your screensaver on your computer or your lock screen on your smartphone. Um, they're not just etched on some rock that you sit on a side table. No, promises are meant to be lived. It's Mm. how we live. And so I would suggest taking one Bible promise for the day. Start with 2 Corinthians 4, 8, if you want. That's a great one. And and just live on one promise for the day. And Mm. think think on it, meditate on it throughout the day. And if you need help remembering it, just ask God to give you a hymn, uh, Standing on the Promises and uh, sing it throughout the rest of your day, and mm-hmm. it'll remind you to lift that promise before the throne of God in exchange for grace and blessing that the Lord is always happy to give to those who come to Him for need. Standing on the promises of Christ, my King, through eternal ages let His praises ring. Glory in the highest, I will shout and sing. Standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God. I'm thinking as you were going through hymns, these are older hymns. I don't know that there are any hymns from the 16th century, but there are certainly some for the 19th century and some for the 20th century. You and I lived through the 80s when the worship wars were going on, you know, where churches were battling over, oh, you've got to have guitars, you, or you have to get rid of the choir and the orchestra, and oh, you've got to only use modern music if you're going to reach somebody new. The Gettys endorsed your new book. They have certainly taught us that new hymns can be written that are rich with meaning and the words have meaning and not just the content with the notes. Um, There is something about these hymns you've chosen that can still speak to us no matter how old we are. Well, absolutely. Um, I I think that uh, these hymns... um, are all filled with good, rich, solid, deep biblical doctrine. And uh, sometimes, Charles, when my pain, my chronic pain is so bad that I can barely put two words together in a sentence uh, to make up a prayer, uh, my mind is so foggy, and maybe some of our listeners understand mm. if they have migraines or whatever. Mm. Mm. Um, when, when I can't think well enough, Yes. to pray, when I can't yes. concentrate, as it were, I default uh, 
to, to these hymns um, because they, to me, um, are a great way to lift a, a prayer up to the Lord Jesus. Um, I'm thinking of uh, when we all get to heaven, sometimes I tell the Lord Jesus, I say, oh, Jesus, while I walk this pilgrim pathway, clouds are overspreading the sky. But when my traveling days are over, not a shadow, not a sigh. Oh, Jesus, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that'll be. When we all see you, Jesus, we will sing and we'll shout the victory. Okay, right there is a prayer. I just mm -hmm. praised the Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. and. All I did was kick my mind out of gear, and I defaulted to one of my favorite hymns, When We All Get to Heaven. Mm -hmm. So I hope our listeners can see how when you memorize um, these, these wonderful hymns, then you've got such great uh, words and phrases and, and wealthy language to praise the Lord Jesus. And it's true, I can't wait to get to heaven to take the hand mm -hmm. of Jesus in mine mm -hmm. and say, Jesus? I see these scars, I feel them, and I thank you for what you went through for me. And I also thank you that your death and your resurrection provided me, a blood-bought Christian, all the grace I needed to live 55 years in a wheelchair with pain and uh, with cancer and all the other things. You, you mm. did that, Jesus. Mm. And I wanna praise you in song, and then I'm gonna burst out in some wonderful hymn. So there you go, that, that's why hymns are so important. I, I I think even Jesus will be there for the sing-along, which you're famous for <laughs> conducting, so. <laughs> sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace in the mansions bright and blessed he'll prepare for us a place when we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that'll be when we all see jesus we'll sing and shout the victory Johnny, uh, time is always short on the radio. We have to let the next program start. But um, I want to ask you to pray. Lead us in prayer. And then what's one of these hymns that you've selected in your new book that you actually sing a little bit from uh, that we could close with after you pray? Well, I love Faith is the Victory, um, it is a powerful hymn. You know, we're told in 1 John chapter uh, 5, verse 5, it says, and this is the victory that has mm. overcome the world. Okay, here it is. Here's the victory. It's overcome the world. It's our faith. Who then overcomes the world, John says, only he who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. If we could, if, let me do that again. If we could but fix our faith, uh, fix our eyes on Jesus Christ, Oh my goodness, uh, how we would have the joy, the power, the peace, the strength to um, be lifted beyond our weariness and find hope in Him. Um, my faith in Christ is, is such a victory because it's mm -hmm. helped me overcome fears of the future. It's helped me overcome worry and anxiety. And like this hymn, Faith is the Victory and so many others, I just want the reader to discover how these rich stances um, speak to them individually, what they can learn, and how they can apply the truth, the doctrine, um, 
I, I mentioned earlier faith, face to faith. I mentioned earlier um, face to face with Christ my Savior. Oh, Charles, we are not long for this life. Heaven mm. is right mm. over the horizon. Mm. And our faith can be strengthened just knowing that, like Amy Carmichael said, we will have all of eternity to celebrate the victories, uh, but only a few hours before sunset in which to win them. So friends and listening, let's be energized. Um, let's press on, let's strive, let's move forward. Let's reach for the high calling of knowing Jesus Christ better and singing his praise through these wonderful hymns. I feel like we've had a revival camp meeting on Haven <laughs> today. All right, lead us in prayer, Johnny, and then we'll hear you sing a little bit from that hymn. Oh, Lord Jesus, we thank you that you give us songs in the night as you tell us in Job chapter 35. Um, we thank you that in Psalm 149, um, we are told that your faithful people can rejoice in the honor of knowing you and sing for joy on their beds. Lord Jesus, there are a lot of us that are very weary today. We're struggling with pain, deep disappointments. But Father, these things need not overcome us. Faith in you is our victory. So help us to appropriate the grace that you give. May we have faith to hold fast to you, Jesus, through the toughest of times. May we not um, disparage our weaknesses, but rejoice in them, even boast in them, because they push us deeper into your arms, into your heart. So let us not uh, fault you for suffering. No, 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 Jesus. Our suffering is what you use to to give us a deeper appreciation of what you, Lord Jesus, went through on our behalf. Encourage my friends listening, Charles's friends, strengthen us by what we've shared today, and may we go forth from here with faith in you as our victory. Amen. Johnny Erickson Tata, thank you for blessing me. Thank you for blessing all of our listeners. Thank you for the Lord using you to strengthen our faith today. Oh, Charles, and thank you for having me on and of course, talking about my new book, Songs of Suffering. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it, as you can tell. To him that overcomes the foe, white raiment shall be given. Before the angels he shall know, his name confessed in heaven. Then onward from the hill of light, our hearts with love aflame will vanquish all the host of night. In Jesus' conquering name, faith is the victory. Faith is the victory. Oh, glorious victory that overcomes the world. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Great Stories with Charles Morris. And I also want to thank Johnny Erickson Tata for this conversation we had last week. It's been a couple years since I had dinner with Johnny and Ken, her husband, and a few others before the pandemic began. I'm so glad that it felt like we could just pick up where we left off. And now we have her new book, Songs of Suffering, available for your gift to Haven Ministries. Just visit us at haventoday.org to find out more. If you want to hear more conversations like this, why don't you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also go to haventoday.org and sign up for our weekly email 
and discover additional episodes posted on the blog. And as always, thank you for joining me once again on Great Stories with Charles Morris.